0: get to reading the first part of our scripture in a moment and praying. Uh, but I know that we walk in here and there's a variety of emotions. We're in the middle of a series called All the Feels and in this room is All the Feels. Uh, I know this is supposed to be peace on earth. I know it's supposed to be joy in the world. And there are some people that are inter- that we interact with that seems like they're just barfing all that. Like they are, they embody all of that. But then there's others that are like, I ain't feeling that peace on earth i ain't feeling that joy on earth i see others singing that death was arrested song and like they kind of like they're going like holy crazy you know and it's like i would love to do that i'd love to feel what they feel but i but i don't so why why can't i feel the ideal christmas why can't i feel what others are feeling i i want to but I, but I don't. It, it might be that, that loss of somebody that I, we won't be with or a relationship that at a loss or, or a job situation that's different or, or just all these things that would have us feeling away, because it's not the ideal Christmas. But what's the ideal Christmas? You and I, if we're believers in Jesus Christ, when we said yes to Jesus, we said goodbye, didn't we, to the ideal life here? What if Christianity is about saying goodbye to the ideal life here for the ideal life to come? What if chasing the ideal life is actually a bad deal? So what are you going to do if you don't feel like this is the ideal Christmas, if you don't feel like 2023 has been the ideal year, what are you going to do about it with all the emotions that come your way with that type of a background? Will you bow the knee to the king or will you bow a knee to your emotions? When Nicole just mentioned, like we're we looking at a piece of scripture today where they, they're celebrating Passover. That's the ideal celebration. Come on, y'all, party like it's 1400 BC. It's the ideal king, it's the ideal city, it's the ideal celebration to say, hey, we were once slaves, that wasn't ideal. We had a few years of back and forth, but we eventually made it to the promised land. That's ideal. It's celebrating all of that. It's the ideal time. Within moments, it will feel anything but ideal. Jesus washed feet. He broke bread. He shared a meal. And Judas, with his clean feet but dirty hands... (laughs) is in the process of denying his savior. And Jesus goes to a garden to pray cuz they don't they might feel like it's the ideal day but it's anything but ideal and Jesus does this. He says this. Let's turn now to Matthew chapter 26. I'll read this uh, the first half of what we're looking at and then I'll pray and after I pray you guys can sit. I know your legs are so tired. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. He said to his disciples, "Uh, sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking him with Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch watch with me. And going a little further, he fell on his face. And prayed, saying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. God, I pray for this time today, father, the time that you, father, had on our hearts, father, that we prepared six months ago, not knowing a single person that would be in this room. And so, father, I have complete faith and complete belief that you brought the exact people here today that you needed to bring here. Father, I do believe with all of my heart that there is not a single person here by accident. Father, I do believe with all of my heart that anybody that was scrolling and trolling on social media and just so happened to click on this video, Father, that it is not a surprise or an accident. And so Holy Spirit, would you... Father, that are you are the counselor, you are guiding us into holiness, you are guiding us, Father. Holy Spirit, Jesus is completing a good work, and you are on the forefront of getting that work completed within us. So, Father, as we consider your will, as we consider emotions, as we consider feelings, Holy Spirit, would you do your job, the job that you so love doing in each of our lives, as we're in this place or watching this sermon? We love you, Jesus. In your name, amen. You guys can now have a seat. (laughs) Judas is on his way to betray Jesus. He's probably talking trash on Jesus with a group of people, and Jesus is dropping to his knees. (laughs) Before we know what Jesus prays, we know the emotions in which he is praying, (laughs) We know he's sorrowful and, and troubled. Maybe you've been there. Maybe we don't use the word sorrowful and troubled. Maybe you're not going to go into work tomorrow and be like, I was really wrestling yet over the weekend. I'm very troubled and sorrowful. Like, I know you're probably not going to say that, but you might say I was triggered. <laughs> you might say I was overwhelmed. You might say I was overcome with, and you then fill in the gap. These, these are feelings. Jesus is feeling something that you and I might feel. Jesus now is able to look and we would say, why is Jesus troubled and sorrowful? We might say, hey, we know that he's about to get his back ripped wide open, spit on, punched, all of those heinous things. But is Jesus troubled and sorrowful because of what the Romans might do to him? I don't think my Jesus is that sort of a coward. No, he he mentions a very key word, (laughs) cup. The cup. God, if you can take this cup from me. This is this is different than what Nicole had just referenced with the cup of the new covenant. Yes, that's example. That's that's, we looked at that when we look at communion. That's the cup of the new covenant, the new relationship. But what Jesus refer, is referring to here is a different cup. It's a cup that's mentioned throughout the Old Testament. Their scriptures, Matthew hasn't written his gospel yet. Luke hasn't. Paul hasn't started. Like Their scriptures is all of what we would consider the Old Testament. And so what would the cup be that they're familiar with? The wrath of God. The cup that's mentioned throughout the Old Testament is is the wrath of God. Jesus is overwhelmed with troubles and sorrows. Why? Because he knows he's about to feel the Father's displeasure. When Jesus has heard from the Father up until this point, it's always been, well done, good and faithful, or not well done, good and faithful, but this is my son whom I love. I'm well pleased. All he's known up until this point is the Father's pleasure. And now, He's gonna understand, he knows what is coming, the full wrath of God so that you and I might know the full love of God. If you call on Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in this room today, you will never know the weight of this wrath like Jesus did. So he's overwhelmed with emotions. He's crying out to his father. That relationship only deepens the emotions. He's crying out to God, is there there another way? But I'm resolved to, to follow you and to obey you. Emotions literally to the side. I will do whatever you tell me to do. Setting for us an example that despite how we feel, we must always obey our God. And so Jesus prays this prayer of release, but in a bucket of submission. God, I will do whatever you tell me to do. He's in anguish. Some of us come out of the the Catholic faith, We're, we're used to prim and proper prayers. This prayer is not prim and proper. This is anguish, this is emotion. This is heartfelt. This is up and down. It's crying. It's not crying. It, it, the, all of the fields are right here in this prayer. At one point, he'll start sweating drops of blood, overwhelmed with emotions, the anguish. I thought I had been there early on when, when we were starting this church and all of those things. There are there three prayers that I could say sit on my, uh, on my bookshelf from, from that year right before we were starting to when we had started, there was, there was this prayer when Ava and I were between houses and I was overwhelmed by the moment, overwhelmed by what God was doing. And we, we had to be on, at a house on Long Beach Island, which sounds great until you realize it was January. And, uh, and so we were there and I was running on the beach, just overwhelmed and praying. And I, and I, was, I prayed, God, I don't know what to do, but I know I need you. And, and I tripped over the shell, so I kept it. <laughs> I ran with this shell in hand, that was weird. Um, but it was a prayer where I was overwhelmed and I thought it was I was pouring my heart out to God and I was, but then there was, there was this prayer when I mentioned last week that B98.5 uh, had agreed uh, to, to talk about our church on the radio and I was like, yay, we might reach some people that don't know Jesus, this is a good thing and I was overwhelmed by the moment I went on a prayer walk and tripped over this and kept it. <laughs> And then I, another time where I was praying and overwhelmed. This was like three days before we started the church, and I was overwhelmed and praying that the enemy of the, of the Christian faith, the devil, was stealing my joy, and I was letting him. And it was a prayer where I was pouring out my heart to God just a few days before launching this church of like, I'm going to commit to not lose the joy that you have so lavished upon me in the name of Jesus Christ. I poured my heart out to God and and I would have thought like it was these moments where like I poured out my whole heart to God, but then then there was that time later on, (laughs) but then there was that time later on, then there was that time later on, you've been there, right, where you poured your heart out to God and you thought, this was the worst it will ever be, God, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh man, that was nothing. (laughs) Jesus is praying in full humanity and he has something as a part of him as fully God and fully man that you and I don't have. Jesus knew full well what was coming. You and I might want to be able to see into the future, but I would suggest that that's a burden we don't want. <laughs> Jesus had that burden. I don't know what it means to pray so hard. Have you heard somebody say that to you? I prayed so hard for you. Were you on a treadmill? Where were you doing? Like, I don't get it, but I prayed so hard for you. I don't know what that means. But if there's ever a picture of praying so hard for somebody, this is a picture of that, isn't it? It's also a picture of resolved obedience, determined. D.A. Carson uh, says uh, this in one of his many, many books. As Jesus' death was unique, so also was his anguish, what we see here in the prayer. And our best response is to be hushed (coughs) worship. You and I would understand this scene, that we would take a moment. Yes, it's the Christmas season. You're supposed to talk about babies and cute things and blah, 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 and like... Let's talk about why his birth was so important for a second, all the feels around that. And we would be wise to hush ourselves internally, externally, to consider our Jesus. And then to go and do likewise, which is worship. Here's where our our passage uh, goes. Now picking uh, up in verse uh, 40, he says, "And, and And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, "'So could you not watch with me one hour? "'Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. "'The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak.'" Again, for the second time, he went away and he prayed, My father, it is if this cannot pass unless I drink it, talking again of the cup, your will be done, your will be done, your will be done. And again, he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed a third time, saying the same words again. Then he came to the disciples and, and said to them, Sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand. The son of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise. Let us be going. Not running away from them. Let us go and let this happen. See, my betrayer is at hand. Jesus is praying again. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. And 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 we we would look at that, and and we would we would maybe say like, is Jesus asking a question? He did ask the question. Can this cup pass for me? But what Jesus is saying behind your will be done. He's saying I will do it. This is a, a commitment. This is resolve. This is this is this is us looking at all the scriptures and saying, man, back in the very beginning, creation was broken. And ever since then, God has been in the business of putting a creation back together again to lead us where we were far from God and bring us now close to God. This is the, the pinnacle of the Christian faith right here that Jesus would die and rise again and give us life. This is the this is the pinnacle. And Jesus is saying this is the moment whether you understand the historical moment or not, whether you understand the the eternal moment that is before us, this is the very moment. Your will be done. I, Jesus, in in full control, control, I'm going to give control to sinners. I'm going to let them arrest me. I'm going to let them shackle me as if locked shackles could keep my Jesus shackled. I'm going to let them lead me down. I'm going to let them put me on trial. I'm going to let them do these things. Why? Because the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Why? Because of you. Why? Because of me. He felt the anguish of the moment. He's sweating drops of blood. He's crying out. And to magnify the anguish, his best of friends are letting him down. These are people he did life with for three years. You have friends like that. Maybe it's been friends you've been friends with for decades and you thought you were close and now all of a sudden you're not so close. Jesus is overwhelmed by the moment and the moment is only exasperated by his friends sleeping on him. His friends that are given over to the flesh, he's going back to them. He's saying, hey, Peter, you're the leader of this group. Wake up. Your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. When our flesh is weak, we get sleepy on God, don't we? And they're weak. Not only is this a one-time thing, it's a repeated letdown for Jesus as he's pouring out his heart to the Father. And then in a few moments, all but one of them will become deserters. For many of them, this will be a moment of regret for the rest of their lives until the Spirit of God speaks love into their lives and grace into their lives. I was texting with one of my best friends from college uh, this week. Um, Ava's not a huge fan because this year I lost a bet to him. Uh, He lives in Dallas. And uh, he's a Cowboys fan. If there's any Cowboys fans in the room, I think there's three in our state. And uh, and so they were playing the Patriots. And uh, and I made a bet with him. He was like, "Hey, whoever wins the game, uh, that person sends a picture of their family to the other person, and they have to uh, they have to blow up the picture and and put it on their uh, on their fireplace uh, thingy, ma bobby." And so this is the picture. Uh, The Cowboys crushed the patriots at the time it was like sure whatever not thinking that this would actually be a reality until I came home from Staples with a blown-up picture of my best friend's family to sit there now we laugh and that's all well and good and whatnot uh but then later on that same exact month Nana came to visit and Nana's bed we move a bed down there so she doesn't have to do the stairs and so Nana fell asleep for a week staring at Phil and his family (laughs) every single night, and that just made me laugh so hard. Uh, But I did have the final word. This is the standings in my fantasy football league. And uh, you'll see, uh, uh, you owe me uh, 56 bucks or 86 bucks, whatever, it's an inside joke. Uh, That's Phil, I was right above him. Uh, Now, if you're into fantasy football, I was the highest scoring team in the league, which means I was the best team in the league, although my record doesn't show it. Uh, And so we're all praying today that Tyreek Hill plays Uh, Because homeboy here really needs Tyreek Hill uh, to play. What am I? Uh, I digress. Okay. Um, Why am I talking about Phil? Uh, My biggest regret with Phil—he is my best friend in in all of life right now. And uh, from from that time of of life, uh, him and I are real close. And uh, one of the biggest regrets of my life is he was married uh, in November of 2010, and Landon was born in November of 2010. And, uh, and I remember sitting with the doctor, with Ava and saying, and the doctor looking at us and saying, you could lose this baby at any time. You got to like not be stressed out. And Ava being like, you just told me not to be stressed out. Do you know what that does to me? Mm -hmm. And so there I was a, a first time dad, a new dad, and I didn't go to my best friend's wedding. He got married the beginning of November. Landon was born the 23rd of November. And, I could have gone. I really actually could have gone. And if it was child number two, child number three, I probably would have gone. You've been there. But I didn't. And ever since then, it's been this big, big regret of mine. I wonder the the, the regret that the disciples felt. We should have been there that night, that day, at the cross, and all but one, we weren't. Jesus is feeling all the emotions of the scene, and it's exasperated. Think about this. Jesus is the embodiment of all that is good, all that is loving. He is the embodiment of perfection. He was let down by his friends. He was punched. He was spit on. He was put on trial. He was wrongfully found guilty. He was murdered. His back was whipped open. He had a crown of thorns thrown into his head. But you and I, in the the feelings of the moment, we feel like, and we who don't embody all that is loving and all that is good, we feel like we wouldn't walk the same path as Jesus. He was perfect. In our imperfections, we're gonna have friends that abandon us, we're gonna have a boss that does us dirty, we're gonna have friends that do us dirty, we're gonna have these moments where we're gonna live with this tension. Emotions will rule the day and we're gonna, we're gonna wonder, do I, do I go with my emotions or do I go with obeying my God? Because sometimes those things aren't aligned because we don't embody all that is good and all that is loving. Here's our thought as we've wrestled through a portion of Matthew 26 is that our desire to obey must rule the day. When you think about your Jesus, when you think about becoming like Jesus, a desire to obey him must rule the day, not our emotions. One of our values here is daily surrender. It's not occasional surrender. It's not, hey, rest your hat on a really good decision you made in 1996. And then now since then, you can do whatever you want because in 1996, you did something really, really good for Jesus. Daily surrender says, I want to be like Jesus every single day. Every single day, guess what is true of you and me? I wake up and I'm not completely like Jesus. I have something to grow in. Daily surrender would say, I need to surrender a portion over to my life, over to Jesus on a daily basis. It's true of all of us. And if it's true of all of us, and if true of all of us is that we all deal with emotions, then we're gonna have to make the decision. Are emotions gonna rule the day or is obeying Jesus gonna rule the day? Last week, I wanted to surrender. Last week, I wanted to throw in the towel. Last week, I showed up here around 6.10 to practice. I opened up my mouth. I didn't even say a complete sentence, and my voice started to go hoarse, and I was like, if I do this, I am not gonna be able to preach today. And the weight of Graham not being here, and, and maybe it was the Christmas season, I don't know, but yet last week, it all came crumbling down on me. I was a shell of myself, last week feeling the pressures and the emotions and just the intensity that only i was feeling in that moment and so i asked a group of people to pray for me i sent out to my family text guys i need your prayer i sent to the staff guys please pray for me to the elders please be praying for me it was so good to have people praying for me and have them checking in on me and we made it through the day and the emotions were still real and raw i woke up monday morning ready to charge the hill and blow up the hill i don't know all of it and uh, and, and, but we move on, and guess what? Life goes on, and everything's okay. But people prayed for me, and it really did truly help. And so that's how I want to challenge you guys this week in light of what Jesus has set for us as an example. You guys have this card on your tables, or on your tables, on your seats. It has our big thought, and a QR code. The QR code's also on the screen. There's two questions there questions around, okay, what's the emotion that you're dealing with? What is it preventing you from doing? How have you let that happen? And then a commitment, okay, in light of that, what do I need to do about it? Commit and let us pray because if you can feel this out in the next 24 hours or while I'm talking, I don't care. I'm committing that the staff and the elders will pray for you by name over the next 24, 48 hours. It would be our joy to join with you in prayer as you burst through that emotional wall to obey you're Jesus. Elizabeth Elliot, who had a really rough life, is quoted to have said this, to pray thy will be done, I must be willing, if that answer requires it, that my will be undone. If you take this challenge, if you fill out this form, I'm encouraging you to let your will be undone. That's the example that we have of Jesus. Jesus. That that Jesus would, would look at you and I and say, worth it. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. See, God made you with emotions. Emotions are a good thing. He did not, you do not pray and say, God, I'm feeling very emotional. And he's like, shocker. I can't believe they have these emotions. He made you with emotions. Emotions have a place, just not the highest place. The highest place is reserved for Jesus the highest place, when Jesus is at the highest place, we will look to heaven, we will look to God. And you will say with me, obeying may not feel good, but it is always good, isn't it? Jesus set for us such an example. My Jesus didn't tap out. My Jesus didn't quit. My Jesus had an appointment on the hill of Gargotha to die on a cross. My Jesus, in the spirit of thy will be done, said, I will wash the feet of the man who will betray me. I will let him betray me with clean feet. Thy will be done. When my back is ripped open, And my body mutilated to the point where I cannot carry this cross no more. I will not tap out. I will not give up. Somebody else will carry the cross. But one step at a time, I'm gonna get myself. Why? Because Thy will be done. I'm gonna drink this cup so they know the cup of the new covenant. My Jesus never tapped out. When Peter wants to go to the sword, he'll remind Peter and for us. The whole time, my Jesus is holding the angels back. They're up in heaven looking down at the scene, probably just ready to go as his as their savior, their their messiah, their their king is, 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 is getting his back ripped over, he's getting punched, he's getting spit on, he's getting insulted. They wanted to storm earth, and Jesus is holding them back because he loves you. He loves me. He didn't tap out. And with every laborsome step to Golgotha, thy will be done, thy will be done, thy will be done. As he's hanging not on a smooth cross, but on a rugged cross. Every breath is a painful breath. Every word is a painful word. He says, man, there is a person next to me that has made a lifetime of bad decisions. And I'm going to use some of my dying breaths One more in the kingdom, one more in the kingdom. Thy will be done, thy will be done. And in the spirit of thy will be done, he finally says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me knowing the wrath of God that he endured because the joy set before him, he loves you, he loves me. And so yes, in all of the emotions, if there is a moment where your will has to be undone for his will, so be it. Because we praise the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Would you guys stand and sing with me?